He shoots, he draws is sponsored by the Westcott Rapid Box Switch. Isn't it time you made the switch? Do it today at www.fjwestcott.com backslash switch. Hey, I'm Nick Sambrato from Mama Sauce, and you're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome to a new episode of He Shoots, He Draws with me, Glenn Dewis, and my best mate and co-host, Dave Clayton. Now, if I sound a little bit tired, there is a reason for that, and that's because I've literally just over an hour ago arrived home, having flown back from Orlando as Dave and me were out there presenting at the Photoshop World Conference and Expo. Now, this episode is actually an interview that Dave did whilst we were out there. On one of the mornings, Dave had a bit of free time, so whilst I was presenting, he grabbed an Uber and headed over to the Mama Source print shop to chat with a really great guy by the name of Nick Sambrato. I got to listen to the episode as I was editing it at 33,000 feet on the way back to the UK, and I genuinely loved it. Such a relaxed chat between Dave and Nick with so much great content and times when I found myself nodding in agreement. Nick talks about having a great work-life balance, that there are times when we actually do need to say no, making sure that time is given to our partners and friends who support us and basically about ensuring there's a balance there, the importance or need to have an interest in other things other than what we do day to day and tons more. Now I've met Nick briefly at Adobe Max in Los Angeles, I think that was either last year or the year before. And he just looks sickeningly like Tom Cruise, but he's such a nice guy. Dave knows him a lot more than I do, uh, which is why Dave popped over to go and see him. And I know that Dave's kind of helped with him when he's been doing extended workshops at Adobe Max when Dave's been a TA, a technical assistant. Anyway, enough of me. You're going to love this and you're going to love Nick. So I'll get this one going and hand over to Dave with the usual. Nick, who are you? Uh, well, I'm Nick Sambrato um, at Mama Sauce. I guess you could say I'm Mama here at Mama Sauce. Yeah. Okay. And how long have you been here in... Has the business always been here in Orlando? Business has always been in the Orlando area, yeah. So, I mean, Winter Park, Orlando, they're kind of one in the same. So we, we've bounced between those, between the town and the city, I guess you'd say. Yeah. yeah. So we actually met for the first time at Adobe Max. Correct. Um, and I think... Because I was trying to think how I knew about you, but I think it's through Aaron Draplin that he'd mentioned a couple of times that he printed with you, and and uh, we were sort of tweeting. And I met you at Adobe Max, and you mm-hmm. had the you do the pre-con, you were in the expo hall, and I think straight away it was like, even though we hadn't met, you were just one of those guys that instantly you just you just like. <laughs> I feel the same way about you, man. Even I mean. I'll go a step further. I mean, like, I'm not big on using Twitter, but I yeah. felt like even just over meeting you on Twitter, I was like, man, this is this guy's really cool. You oh. know, really just a just a sweet dude. So that's how I feel about you. And yeah, same. When we met, it was just like, man, yeah. what a great guy. We bonded over chuff to bits. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You've taught me a lot of um, English colloquialisms. It's yes. a hard word to say. Uh, that is a yeah. hard word. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, so we met Adobe Max and we got chatting and obviously I started to find out more about mama source and what you did in the history and then over the sort of three three and a bit years i've known you i said to this to you at creative south was looking at the industry and the the designers that use you the designers that know you and the and the kind of quality of work you see out there a lot of people talk about french paper because the product they do but you i said to you you're like the the cool guy that runs the the coolest venue where all the best bands play 
because everyone has so much respect for Mama Sauce and talk about you not just like um, a business but like you're part of their business mm. you're that guy that they can trust and, and go to so how have you have you found that from when you started does that does that give you more pressure that you know that you are the like the go-to guy now as in like you were a venue where all the best bands want to play so yeah I mean I think that's just a reflection of like the spirit and the team we have here where we just want and crave to do the best work we can and I don't know it's just, I mean Mama Sauce like for me as an Italian American right yeah. like you're at home with mama. You can trust mama. Use the finest ingredients. It's not all just bold to us. Like everyone in this building really cares. Yeah. And so, I don't know, um, being the cool venue, you know, that people want to play at, um, sometimes those are nitty gritty with people who care and it's not about the frills. And sometimes um, it's also you know, like the place that has you know, you're like the best equipment and the best PAs yeah. and the best everything. Um, we probably we're probably we started out definitely the scrappy little venue, you know, that really cares and is going to work hard and we're going to take the time to make sure your sound checks right. Yeah, and you yeah. sound great. <laughs> um, but you've still got the coolness of like CBGB. I hope so. I mean, yeah, hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully when we're no longer around an edifice will be around where people are still buying our shirts too. Yeah. Um, I, I hope to always be around, but yeah, I mean, it's, it just always comes back to people, man. You know, um, we want desperately to do the best stuff. Yeah. And I think that maybe attracts, um, people who really just want to work with people who just want to do the best work possible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've been fortunate enough to be taken into uh, the design sphere and and um, held in high regard and trusted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so back to the question about pressure, we feel that every day. Yeah, we feel that we we sweat and toil and 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 work like this every step really matters. Yeah, but I think that shows a in the work and. Be that how proud people are to show off the work they get with you because like I follow the Instagram feed and you know you guys are it's great that you show like the background what's going on what you're working on but it's nice to see that the people who get the work are, are very quick to be look at this cool stuff I then look what Mama Sauce did for mm. it and I think that's a big difference between we, you know we just had a quick walk around there and I said you get some of these print places where you walk in. And then like, everyone's wearing a lab coat and there's mm. 20 digital machines and it's all just processed. There's no personality. There's no, you know, here it, it looks like you could have someone come in and, and everyone, it's like Norm walking into Cheers. Yeah. Everyone knows the customers and it's, hey, Norm, come and have a look at what you're doing. And everyone seems like so proud of what they do. Is that is that a hard, how hard has it been to put that kind of team together that because everyone here obviously has to be on the, they have to be part of Mama's family. Yeah, is it is it been a, like a real growing process to to find that kind of team? I th I think it's harder to do that and merge it or intersect with the harsh realities of the economic system. Yeah, right. It's pretty easy to dream of and and provide a place where people can be themselves, where people can, you know put personality into a building, yeah. um, put personality into their work. 
but that has to meet up with the demands of timeline pressures, yeah. um, HR considerations, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. all the things that the economic world ride on. So to me, the, the trick is figuring out how do we do something we love with people we care about and make money doing it? Yeah. And it seems to me those first two are natural and, and, and most artist spirit, right? Yeah. I want to do things that I love with people that I care about. Yeah. The third part is um, getting to the heart of your question. Like, that's what we're still trying to figure out and make money doing yeah. it, right? Thrive. No one can it. see this, but the smile on Nick's face whenever I talk to him about it is just brilliant. I wish this could be video. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the other thing you do that a lot of businesses like you don't do is you go out on the road. You do public speaking, you do events, you set, I mean, you come to Adobe Max, you set up shop, you come mm -hmm. to Creative South, you mm -hmm. set up shop, you do the pre-cons. Is that a really important thing for you to kind of step away from the business and show people how you're doing what you do and make them understand it because i did your pre-con at i, I ta'd your pre-con at max and i loved every second watching people the smiles on their faces and they're like tactile and there's paint going everywhere yeah. and but it was frustrating for me to be the the screen holder <laughs> and then obviously at creative south i, I took the pre-con and got to have a go myself and it was just like that two hours went so quick hmm. but you've kind of now gone from like business owner you have become a public speaker you are you know, taking time away from the business and going out and taking it on the road. Is that important for you because you want people to know the essence of Mama's Sauce or do you just enjoy it? I mean, that's important for several reasons. I mean, yes, I enjoy it. It's also important. We all need reminders, right? Yeah. That this is um, a beautiful and fun thing to not let it get old and stale, right? It never gets old and stale, but it's easy to get jaded. Yeah. And you're reminded when people interact with the process with their own hands and you see that aha moment. I wish you guys could see, um, <laughs> uh, everyone in the audience could see Dave when he's smiling, when he's talking about that aha moment when people print it. He mimicked the face of someone and the response when you see someone like make something yeah. with a letter press or a screen print press for the first time. You see the aha in their face, the joy in their face. That is a reflection back to us when any of us go and do these events yeah. and the staff. And you just, I don't know, it's, 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 it reminds you, it brings you back to that joyful place, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because we toil every day, like I said, and we have those moments when it gets right. But even like in the, in the event printing side, when we staff, we go out, I have to remind people, remember, this is about the experience. Yes. We're not here to make... To nerd out and get that, that serif on that type exactly right and clean, yeah. the experience is what matters. And I want to focus on that. And that's you see it when people are like, it's the experience. So in our, in our content, we try to show the experience. But also in venues, in person, we try to bring the experience. So it's extremely important to remind us. It's extremely yeah. important to get people to interact with our processes, to give that life, to inspire people to do this at home or to work with other vendors like us. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, I think those are the two biggest important things in that, in that matter. Telling our story isn't, you know, the important, like you mentioned public speaking, that's, that's great and awesome and I really enjoy that. But the more important thing, I think, is giving us the reminder and the experience and the, and, and, and the people at large the experience. Yeah, because when I joined Astute and started to get back into kind of the world of illustrator and illustration, my first job as training manager was 
like I stopped designing and started researching designers and that's like how Creative South helped and you know we were just talking about the poster out there and Josh uh, Josh Ariza Mm -hmm. from Chomp has designed something and it's that like community spirit but the the screen printing business just seemed to have a massive resurgence again and I just done uh, I got a DVD the other day that was um, it had some guys on there that I've met and it was talking about the the screen printing business and obviously that's a a big part of what you do that there seems to be a love for going back to the how print used to be rather than how clinical it can be going forward Mm -hmm. and and that's where I'm sort of seeing more people love that tactile you know that nice paper that that feel of the ink on the paper have have you had your business grow through that resurgence like like we're looking at letterpress we're looking at screen printing that seems to be what people love mm-hmm. is that aesthetic of paper and feeling it and experiencing it mm. um do you get clients come to you now because they want that like, kind of older look do you know what i'm saying it's like mm-hmm. retro we spoke to mm-hmm. dustin lee about his retro supply co and that there seems to be a love for going back to what how it used to be yeah i think people are attracted to the processes that we do for that the spirit of that right the yeah. um just the desire to um not necessarily be a leadite but to do things in a different way than um than the new modern and, and you know and what what that's doing that being said um you know i have no doubt that in short time you know the the machines will figure out how to replicate the touch and the feel yeah. what the end process is so there will always still be people who still want to say well i want to make sure humans are doing this and i enjoy yeah, yeah. the imperfection that comes from that um i think that was yeah i was trying to get is that imperfection it's not that every yeah. single one looks exactly the same it's the fact that there'll be a tiny nuance but it everyone every single print feels yeah. exclusive even though it could be one of a thousand. Mm. Yeah, I feel like there's a certain level of additioning in everything that we do, right? If you're, you know, if you know much about um, the gig poster world or art print world, or you know, I, and I don't know about the fine art world, but you know, yeah. but there are additions, right? In books, you know, yeah. additions. Um, so even in what we do, the biggest projects that we could possibly produce, one that we have in here now, that's the biggest thing we've done yeah. by four times still is a blip on the radar in what the prowess of production can do in other print processes, right? So there is something that is created that's um, intangible just by the fact that you've chose to work in our processes and that that addition, it's an addition. Even if we did the job again and repeat it, it can't and won't be exactly the same. So, you know, if it's a thousand pieces, it's still in this world of billions of people producing, I don't know how much printed ephemera every single yeah. day, the things that we make still are so finite, yeah. right? And, and, and also, I don't know, you're, you're, you pack in the history of everything, right? Yeah. Um, like us and, 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 and every other shop like us in the world right now are at the bleeding edge of what's possible <laughs> of techn- uh, with the technology at our hands, yeah. which is amazing, but it's still so limited. But we're also, that bleeding edge still includes that, like, man, that seven-color poster. 
had 27 steps in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. 27 steps to get that thing out the door. And that's before you take into account the hard work that went into it that was just as analog and handmade from our paper partners like French Paper, right? Yeah. Who I've been to their facility and like that stuff is made with the same level of intensity that we operate. Yes. So like those part of the finest ingredients. So people who they the people who spend a dollar or two per business card to hand yeah. over something, you know, quite like that, yeah, it's right? Just got a fear that so that's kind of right embossed or debossed debossed Debossed. that one's debossed right but this one's a pretty simple one but it's remarkable in that it will get a remark you hand this to someone you're handing them 550 years of printing history the peak of it you know like I was going to say you're handing them a piece of art yeah and the thing I the thing I found and I love is I keep anything even from like test prints yeah it's it's just a wonderful tactile experience that i i keep your business cards yeah like your last one you did the black one with the silver embossed and it's just this is the stuff people keep mm. and that's the difference i think with like vista print is you know in the machine clinical out pff, all looks the same mm. the amount of stuff i've got at home that i've kept that have just been like little test prints that have been done on screen printing or a letter press is i think that's the magic of it that why I love is the fact that it, you know real people are out there doing it. They're all slightly different, and you know the, there's something about the paper you use. There's something about the ink you use. That 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 for me is the love mm. of of being able to pick a business card up and just feel that. And I wouldn't throw that away. Mm. But if someone gave me one of those like kind of cheap tacky Vista print cards, I'd be like, you haven't really invested in in you to have something that you can be proud of to hand over and that's that's a lot of bit that's the big job you've got out there and and it's not like a all singing all dancing you know a billion colors and it, it's a simple business card yeah but i love that the fact that a client has come to you and gone i know it's going to take a little bit longer and i know there are some you know steps along the way that are going to make slow this down but we know that when we get those business cards back every single one of our employees is going to be proud to give a business card out mm. Mm. and it, it's like a mama source business card in a way because everyone's going to go where did you get those done mm-hmm. that's rem- right remarkable yeah uh, so um just a couple of things to your last point yeah. um there's a, a place for every type of printed matter and every type of vendor whether it's commodities or the most ultra handmade because yeah. we're not even the most ultra handmade there's people out there that look down on us who are making like editions of three toiling by yeah. hand and spending months to make like three art prints yeah. and that's remarkable in and of itself so the spectrum is wide and i you know like i wouldn't i wouldn't say there's anything to say disparaging about any other print process yeah it's where do you want to land on that what story do you want to tell um, you know, the job that we have in here right now, it's, you know, it's, you know, like we're going to have made a half a million pieces of business cards for someone that a brand for, you know, 2,200 employees yeah. that they've gotten so large and they've realized in their space so much, this is part of their storytelling. They thought about it so deeply. I was with a client yesterday and they were saying like, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense why they went with us and with letterpress because their brand right now they want to make a turn to say we know we're big we know you know this is a modern world but remember where we came from we are actually 
also, you know, artisans and designers, and this yeah. card is a reflection of that. So they wanted to hand that to people, a piece of history, even though they're a big, and you're like, wow, you yeah. know, that's really cool. You've thought about it that deeply, and we are aligning, you know, um, and we get to align on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm way into that, man. So um, you had another point, which now escaped me, but um, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to keep rambling, but I'm sure we'll move on. I think it was, ju- it was just the fact that people see working with you as a as a great thing to add to their own business mm. it's like they're you know proud to use mama sauce proud to or even even the guy in the garage that is handprinting them and it be just because they want that personal touch mm. so taking all that into consideration all that you do and what you've built how do you now you go home at night how does nick sambrato turn off mama sauce can you that's yeah that's a toughie it's taken the better part of the last you know almost it's going to be 12 years this yeah. in the fall it's been taken the, like just recently like this past week even last night i've been having um the discussion with my my significant other and just last night i was telling her i was like we're in a very intense moment you know and I've, we've been through a lot of seasons together and there's been a lot of times where i'm like hey babe I'm going to be gone for the next three months. I'll be here. Yeah. But like basically I'm going to come home. And eat, sleep, and, I just, and breathe. Yeah, exactly. If you could just put some food in front of me, that would be really – I'll be back, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I've recognized recently, um, you know, so many of these you know, maxims and things we learn, you, you, they go in you, – you've heard them so long, they, they've lost their value, but like – you eventually find the truth in them. These things that we've taken thousands of years to distill into a sentence, and now it's like, wait, that means something, right? Like worrying is a waste of energy. Yes. Like, why do you waste the energy on work? I was like, wait, literally, the, like the toil and the, like I'm it's, the energy I could I could be using if I wasn't worrying. Yeah, it's energy, you know. Like so, you know, for a while I would come home and I'm like, you know. Um, I would dedicate some time to worry, you know, and then that would shut me off to other things. That's when you sit in the bath. Yeah, exactly. That's worrying time. Yeah, worrying time. Worry while you're doing something else you had to do anyway. Yes, and then that's getting, so it's like, the work's here. Let's get it done. Yeah. Take nothing personally, you know, Um, do your best work, and you're going to be all right, you know, be honest, Um, just, you know. Just leave it all on the dance floor. Go out yeah. there and dance hard <laughs> and then come home and just enjoy it and then don't, don't waste the energy on other things. So, I don't know. I've got a weird, wild, wide, um, you know, array of things I do to leave it all. But, you know, um, for me, it's very important. Everyone's going to do it differently. You know, um, I don't – I know the other things that make me worry in my life, so I can't let those go. Hmm. You know, um, I worry a lot about my health. Um, yeah. I don't want to worry about it. So when it gets really busy and hectic and hard, we just set up systems to make sure that all the things are firing on that. You know, like I'm not going to put aside the other things that are important because work's hard. Yeah. I'm going to – I need good fuel. You know, I need I need a good output of, of frustration and exercise. Yeah. I need good partnerships and compa- so, uh, uh, companionships and, and Campari and people that I, I connect with. So that's yeah. – you know, I can't neglect my relationship with my my significant other i can't yeah. neglect my relationship with my close group of friends that provide me support yeah. so the harder it gets the more you also need to dig for me i need to dig my heels into the other things that i know that if they go away they'll create worry waste yeah. of energy i need the other things firing so 
um, that probably brings you to the point where you know um, where you have to be organized, work-life balance, all that stuff, but also knowing when to say no. You know, yeah. like if I can't do the, I, we're, we're talking about this job earlier. Yeah. When this job came in the door, that's massive. I knew like if I, if the resources weren't there, like there's no negotiating on this one. Hmm. You know, if the resources aren't there to execute, where I know that like we can build a plan, we can do the plan, and we have backups, and we can support that if we need to. Yeah. I have to say no to it because I know if we're running on a hairline budget mm. with a hairline timeline and something's got to give, it's going to come down to me. I'm going to have to say, I've got to give. I've got to take this on my shoulders. Yeah. And I'm going to have to put that and try to bring along and our, you know, and our just, it's not going to be easy to bring the rest of the team that, you know, and say, all right, we have to go harder for less. And it's just yeah. like, ah. Oh. You know, so you have to, in that case, you know, start saying no to, to the things that, you know, you can't do well. Yeah. You know, like I want to be able to, I want to be able to do things with excellence and peace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a luxury, right? Because yeah. you can't, all, but like maybe, um, maybe we're at the point where we can claim that, you know, um, you know, for mama sauce part, maybe you're at that point. Maybe someone's at where you're like. Wait, do I have to be saying yes to these things that are I, that's basically nailing me to the cross? You know? Yeah, exactly. Do I have to say yes to that? Yeah, because every time you say, I found that every time you say yes, it's you, there's only twenty four hours in a day. Yeah, like you say, there's only so many days you should be working, so many days you should be relaxing, and the more you eat into your relaxing time, that's a yes every time. Every time you add a yes, yeah. you've just taken a chunk of time of your life to commit to something yes. and i find that a lot of people say yes because of the prestige of like we said outside if somebody comes along and says dave can you write uh, can you write 10 books about design and we'll pay you a hundred thousand pounds instantly you're going wow i can write 10 books and make a hundred grand but until you break that down in well what's the deadlines what's my like, how much am i making versus how much time i'm spending mm-hmm. that that power of no is is so mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. because everyone's everyone wants to keep saying yes because you know at the low end because they want to make an Instagram post out of it um, and uh, something Glenn and I spoke about yesterday we were watching uh, he watched a film of all people Margaret Thatcher our old prime minister from the seventies to eighties and she said about I remember the days when people wanted to do something but now everyone wants to be someone. Mm. And I think the danger of everyone saying yes to everything is why there's, you know, I think, I personally, I think that's why there's more anxiety in design. Mm-hmm. It's why there's more mental health problems in design because we don't know how to balance mm-hmm. us as, as a vessel of, like you say, needing fuel and sleep and, and that. It's that close group of friends you said is if you don't have those friends they they don't identify the problems you're having mm-hmm. to go nick you need to calm down dude you're yeah. like you're you got six bags under your eyes mm-hmm. you're exhausted mm-hmm. so i think that you're absolutely right is that that work-life balance also is like a a, a mental thing to be able to go no yeah yes it might be good for one reason but there's nine reasons no is better mm-hmm and, and if you if you don't have the capacity to see to get into the higher space and see it from ten thousand foot, yeah, right, 
Because you have to see everything from 10,000 foot, 20,000 foot, yeah. 5,000 in the trenches. It all has to be seen and done. Yeah. You know, you have to at least empower folks to help you in that. Like the other day, um, just as an illustration, the other day, you know, uh, I, told, I told my special lady friend, I said, you know, I, I, I'm giving, like, just, you know, I'm giving you in this period right now, I, just giving you full permission and authority, like, just to speak this truth into me. Yeah. Watch this for me. Because right now, I'm very focused. I'm having a hard time being at 10,000 foot in this yeah. category. Just watch this category for me and remind me, please. I don't want you to hawk, I don't need this the rest of my life. Don't feel like you have yeah, to babysit yeah. me. But right now, please watch this for me and, yeah. and remind me as you see me doing X, Y, and Z. Just yeah. help me on this one for this period of time. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think sometimes giving permission is important to that whoever your support system is, you know, and then also giving for their sake to know and say, hey, yeah. and here's the beginning, here's the end, here's the scope of work. Yeah. Um, it's like, Nick, before you jump out of that plane at 10,000 feet, just check you got your parachute. Yeah. <laughs> just check it works. Mm-hmm. Just check you'll land, you'll land safely. Otherwise, you're going to go at a thousand yeah. miles an hour, hit the ground yeah. and be like, oh, crap. Yeah, yeah, man. Partnerships are really important. Friendships are really important. Companionships, support systems, whatever they are. For yeah, you. yeah. It could be a checklist as long as you are watching. You know, ten thousand foot to the trenches. Yeah, yeah. And there's no way more grounding than your significant other because they'll be the first person. Well, you'd like to think mm-hmm. they'll be the first person to at least go whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Just pump the brakes for mm-hmm. a second. Mm-hmm. You've you you are stopped being like you are. So one of the things you love doing to relax i know is uh when i came here was it last year or the year before you we, i mean you weren't driving you were walking you mm-hmm. were running you were cycling mm-hmm. yeah i mean you eat well you're fit as a fiddle um i came here a couple of years ago and you know your your, your health for me sitting knowing you as a person i realized that like health and exercise are really important and one of the things i started seeing you do on instagram is you started baking yeah which was just like really nice to see because it was like you had a thing that had nothing to do with printing mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit about that what what you know why baking why has it been really therapeutic for you to have that thing because because the conversation i had was with people saying about if you're kind of it's not really your hobby but if your hobby becomes your job then you need to get a new hobby mm-hmm. um it, how good does that make you feel that you are like not printing you're not nothing to do with paper you're you're doing something like baking bread i mean yeah it's a great escape you know yeah Yeah. and it's another thing to um to toil on to try to find mastery yeah you recognize that like there is no economic pressure on either it's like i've got all the time in the world to just get this right i don't i don't mess around i've been baking the same loaf of bread i don't mess around with other loaves of bread i've been making the same loaf of bread for three years right. <laughs> right like maybe like i maybe a dozen times i've made a different loaf of bread yeah i'm making the same loaf of bread but not because like it's comfortable you know it's it's because i want to i want to master it i right. want to have control over it i want to like i, I you know you like, want to own that right i want to own it you know like <laughs> Like in the Matrix, you know, it's like, I don't even see, you know, I don't even uh, see code anymore, you know, I yeah, just see blonde, yeah. brunette, redhead, like, I want, like, I love it because I like things that, that are seasonal, right? Like, I love gardening. Yeah. But, um, 
but I also love bread because it is seasonal when you're making wild yeast, you know, natural leavened bread, especially in Florida. Yeah. You know, like it responds to the temperature and the humidity and it changes. And getting a it's just something to be in tune with, right? It's another relationship. Like yeah. I see what you I see how you're feeling today. Like, you know, like <laughs> and I can respond to that. It's something to be in relationship with and I yeah. love that. I love it. And it's um it's, it could be very solid, you know, it's a good solitary kind of moment to, you know, to, to um, be in commune with something that, you know, yeah. it's just you and it, you know, um, there's nothing to say. And it gives me a place in the kitchen, which is really cool yeah. because, um, because Lydia, my significant other is, um, just is, uh, amazing in the kitchen, you know, right. um, she, that's her space. She loves it. And it's where she explores. And so it gives me, it gives us common ground Yeah, and it allows me to tr- Tr- attempt to do something that lives up to the excellent standard that she that she provides in healthy delicious amazing things that yeah. are well thought out and well produced and well made so you know there's a little bit of elbowing to try yeah, to find yeah. my space in there too but it's complimentary you know it's complimentary as well to the, her to her passions and so um it's a good vessel for me to um find something i'm passionate about that we can relate yeah yeah uh, is that something you'd recommend to others because i know you like cooking is a really big thing now it's become a much bigger thing over the past few years because more cooking programs is more yeah. encouragement you get these things like these companies that you just pay so much a month yeah. they deliver a box of all the right ingredients yeah. and and, ba- seem- and baking has too because of you brits thank you very much yeah. the great british bake yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> On repeat at my house. Oh, that, do you know what? There was a like a national scandal when the BBC let that go. Mm. It was a it, you know the, what the BBC's like is we we have the best programs. We pay a license for that. Mm-hmm. We pay a license fee for it. And when that uh, contract came up, because it started off as nothing and it built into the thing it did, and then when it when it went, and uh, I think it was Channel Five picked it up, Channel Four, or Channel Five. And Mary Berry was, I'm, if it's not on the BBC, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. And then... Um, Prue. Yeah, um, and Mel and... Uh, Sue and Mel went, if it's not on the BBC, yeah. we don't want to be part of it. Paul Hollywood was obviously, it's payday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Noel Fielding, I love on it as well. Yeah. But it is, it's like the nation stops. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've now got the great British sewing bee. And my wife my wife loves sewing you don't say yeah yeah so they do this craft one they get this group of people together and each week instead of cooking they're given a a clothes making task you know first week you've got to excel at button buttonholes and then it, each week they then like they're making waistcoats with very fancy kind of mm. pleats and things and how they do the stitching and they give them these little, and it's really good my wife's just like right sewing bees on don't talk to me and it's and the weird thing is it's like with the printing you know we used to make our own bread we used to make our own clothes it's quite nice that that tactile feel is the thing that relaxes us i think there's something like you asked about bread because you've seen you you know me and you've yeah. seen you know you, you we've interacted about it and you've seen the the story i tell about it um we're talking about the bake-off you're talking about yeah. the sewing bee going back to you know people's response to mama sauce people i and i this is a reflection myself love to watch other uh, other people uh excel right at a craft a thing you know and that's what's really neat about the design community i love the fact that 
that the design community welcomes us into their community and we get to watch like the process sharing the rooting for each yeah. other like it's they see the growth and it's, the growth. there's encouraged yes yeah watching other people grow yeah, yeah maybe not even excel but grow um to learn it you know um i don't know c.s lewis said something really cool in a book once that i read that it's like paraphrasing people need to be reminded more than they need to be taught right right and maybe watching people on their journey you know growing reminds us all the time it's like you know it's inspiring yeah we can be remi- like we can do that i can do that too right i can yeah. aspire to do that over time you know i can get on that level yeah i don't know there's something really neat people say all kinds of stuff about um you know being glued to their phones and on instagram but there's something really neat about being able to be inspired i think the critical pivot is action yes taking and doing yourself yeah yeah and and i think as well i found like obviously my wife she loves sewing she makes kids clothes she's awesome at it my nine-year-old daughter she's got the creative gene so she's been drawing since she's two she loves it she she got a birthday money she bought herself a little like twenty dollar sewing machine and she sits up in her bedroom nine years old and you can just hear like yeah and she's making bunting and little patchwork quilts and it's just nice that that to her is relaxation and then andrea got to a point where you know could i make money from this and it was like you could but i wouldn't i wouldn't uh upset what you enjoy Mm -hmm. by adding the pressure of thinking now this has to be a business Mm -hmm. enjoy it for what it is you know make stuff obviously sometimes if people you know you get good and then everyone's saying oh nick can you do me a poster can you do me a poster can you do me a poster or you know andrea can you make me a dress can you make me there's a cost to yourself and then that brings stress and you don't enjoy it it's easy it's easy to um it's easy to want to do you know it's easy to execute on doing things you love with people that you enjoy doing it yeah it's really hard to intersect that with the economic system. Yeah. 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 I agree, man. Yeah. Same with, um, with bread for me. I mean, I've had people be like, Oh, can I buy some bread? Or I've had a couple restaurants being like, Hey, I would love it. Can you supply me X amount of bread? Yeah. You know, I'm just like, nah, you know, even people are like, Oh, I want to start buying bread from you on the, every week. I'm like, no, nah, when, you know, I, I make, you know, I make eight, eight loaves every weekend. And, yeah. you know, and, and if I see, you know, I just, when I go out and get coffee, if I see you, I give you a loaf of bread. That's, that's just how it works. Yeah, yeah. You know, like... Um, it keeps the enjoyment there. It keeps yeah. you, you do it on your time, when yes. when you want to do it, yes. how yeah. you want to do it. And, yeah. and even if you make a bad job, you can still eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the good thing. It's, it seems, it's just so nice now to see creatives finding finding something to step away from the thing that gives them the pressure mm. but still being creative. You're mm. still being creative. You're still mixing ingredients. You're still producing something mm. but that's one of the things that i say to younger designers now that i i meet at events is they're so everything's so instant i need that instant now it needs to be a success it needs to be why, why aren't people like seeing me as the, the best person for it mm-hmm. and i think they've lost the ability to just step away and, and go back to being nick or dave or whoever mm-hmm. and just say what what is the thing i love i mean bizarrely graphic design has been kind of my love for years and I'm grateful I've got a job in it but when I go home I, I, I don't go I mean I've, I've got no green fingers mm-hmm. um, I DIY, I'm, I'm useless at DIY but there's still I'll still have a go at it I'll still step away from writing or creating 
and you know, last weekend I had to put up, I had to mount our television on the fireplace on a bracket and I was absolutely crapping myself that I was that my wall would look like a drive-by shooting because I couldn't drill mm-hmm. and and a, a friend of mine's really good and when I got all the tools out I actually felt really kind of empowered that yeah actually I'm gonna I'm gonna get better yeah. at this I'm gonna start making stuff my daughter's says oh can I have those bits of wood could we make something so I'm finding it quite mentally uh, enjoyable to actually do something out of my comfort zone that me and my daughters can do together oh absolutely no matter where you go there you are right so it's like you might as well enjoy it and to do that set yourself up to do it well right Um, mounting like doing house stuff for me chores working on the car you know any of that stuff's quite enjoyable if you know um if it falls in the category of time where i'm like i'm not going to be over ambitious i'm going to set realistic i'm like i'm gonna give myself make sure i take my time spend hours on this yeah. lay my tools out get all the tools do it right measure what you know like don't rush it you know let's just enjoy this damn thing yeah whatever it is no matter where you go there you are yeah just be there and be in it treat it like everything else in your world it's just because you don't put it on a pedestal like it is in design doesn't mean it can't be a meaningful and fulfilling experience whatever it is i mean you know like get you know start start getting a little more buddhist with the thing you know like you know (laughs) like you know screwing this screw in is a very meaningful moment i know that's a really tiny and weird and nuanced but it's true like you know we time is finite yeah you know um everything is potentially enjoyable just be here now in this place and not you know like yeah that's part of that line of demarcation get like when you're not working get your head out of that game yeah and get it right where you are and life is so much better yeah and the going back to like when you started mama sauce at the beginning you probably had all those thoughts all those values you you started from scratch you you know, you bought that first photocopier. Yeah. You were baking yeah. back then. You, all right, you were baking for other people, but you was you had that love of, oh man, we've got. I can do this now. I can do this now. Yeah. And I think that's quite cool that those elements that you get from those things actually make you think about what you're doing in a totally different way and probably relaxes you or enjoys you. And and when you're at that beginning of starting a business, you have that love and creation and ownership mm-hmm. and and i think you've still got that i think 12 years on the thing that i love about coming here and seeing the people here is they're friendly is you all just feel it feels like i've walked into a big kitchen mm. and you're all just enjoying cooking together and and chatting and and but all respect each other mm. what you're doing and it's so lovely to see oh man thank you so much man it's um it's really hard to try to it's a natural inclination for me to try to foster a place where people can, you know, just feel at home. Yeah. And it's it's just hard to execute that and intersect with the economic spectrum, like I said. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, it just goes back. Yeah, like, well, I want to make a place where people can be here and be here now and enjoy it while they're here and get meaningful work done. Yeah. Um, thanks for saying that. Yeah. That, yeah, nice. No, uh, just when we walk through there, it's you can just see everyone... It's absolutely loving what they're doing, or at least for for an, for an outsider coming in. There's probably days where everyone's throwing stuff at each other. In. Hope not. But but it is it's nice. It's like a 
you know, we'll be talking about the history of the machines, you know, the, the guys that were working on those machines 50, 60, you know, 100 years ago, yeah. is there's still that passion, that love for creation and, and providing the best kind of work. Mm. So as we are today, I'm not going to ask the cheesy question, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Because I think the guys at Field Notes were asked a similar question and they said, we won't just add people to the business to build it, we'll produce the best work we can until we need to add another person. Mm -hmm. So where you are, I know you've moved, like, moved three times, I think, to finally be here. Do you think you're at like the sweet spot for Mama Sauce now? Are you kind of content with the location mm. and the staff? Uh, yeah, that's a great question, right? Um, like you know top line growth is very important to the yes. value of a company you know yeah. as much you know as much as the bottom line you know people want to see a company that grows when you think of valuations um yeah so top line growth is very important to the valuation of a company yeah um i'm trying to respect that in the face of you know an economic system but yeah. also recognize like, wait, what do I want to build? What do I want to come to work to every day? Yeah. You know, what wagon do I, you know, uh, what horse do I want to strap this yeah, wagon yeah. to, you know? Um, and I feel at this moment, anything that would constitute growth for us looks and feels a bit different than what we do currently. Um not in so much that it'll be unrecognizable, yeah, but more that it leverages our expertise in a different way, yeah, right, um, yeah. So cause, you know, um, so you're growing like capability of what Mama Sauce can do rather than a physical size or a physical yeah. amount of people. Yeah. It'll be how much more can you do with what you've got? How much further can you take what you currently do? Yeah. Should always be the first question because the startup cost is far less great. Yeah. when you're leveraging the resources at hand. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I feel really good about our footprint. I feel really good about our, our, our building. I feel really good about this neighborhood and location, which is about to undergo a renaissance and a change all okay. around us. Um, and, and they've offered us to stay and be part of that, which is really cool. Um, I feel really amazing, especially amazing, about every person that, that works in this building with yeah. us. Um, yeah, I mean... It, to me it's all tweaking from here yeah that's what i feel like let's tweak this let's make it better let's make the culture better let's yeah. make the environment better let's make everything better yeah um we've been looking inward now for the last two years like that like all right how do we systemize that what you know what can the robots do to help us in this yeah. situation um you know how can we be more efficient and mindful and and we've made a lot of meaningful changes in the last couple of years, and we yeah. recognize that's where we need to be. And until that's done, I don't, you know, I don't see much else as far as growing bigger. Yeah, you yeah. don't need to be like Mama Sauce in California, Mama Sauce in Canada, Mama Sauce in New York. No thanks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't, no, it's you know, we're. I would like to be Mama Sauce in Orlando even more. Yeah. You know, that'd be like that's an example of leveraging what we currently do. How can we be a greater part? of the culture and community there are rewards there um uh you know hopefully financial right but yeah. also um you know the more tight we can be here the more concise our universe can be you know like 10 10 percent of our business 
is the state of Florida. 90% okay. of it leaves the state, like wow. when it was outside the state. So, you know, I don't believe for a second that Florida can't support us, right? Yeah. Or that Orlando couldn't support us. You know, we just haven't, I, we just haven't really shaken those trees probably yeah, as much Yeah, there's as still should. growth there. There's still, still yeah. expansion there, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's community-minded. I think it's, uh, and, you know, it could be, it could be using our presses to do things for us. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But So for our listeners then, you, somebody could come knocking at your door for 100 business cards or, or a small run of prints. It's like how, how low a scale can you go? Let's say I came to you and said, Nick, I'd like to get my business cards done with you. Yeah. Is that the kind of work that if I encourage people to check out Mama Source is you have a quite a, um, a low entry do you have a low entry point for people to come to use you or is it so, so part of that shift yeah. has been working on you know what constitutes a minimum value yeah. for us right writing the press and so we've been introducing higher and higher minimums yeah um, one I think that makes space for new people yeah I don't want to gobble up everything that could be good introductory work yeah. for folks so I'd love for there to be space because we need more talent. We need more people printing. I would love to have more shops um, around the country, um, yeah. or more hobbyists that are occupying the space for 100 business cards, someone in their garage printing yeah. someone 100 business cards, working, grinding, training, because there's nowhere else where they can do that. Yeah. And then maybe they have the opportunity to grow their own company. Yeah. Or maybe they're like, hey, I want a job doing this. Awesome. Come give yeah, me yeah. a call. You know. <laughs> um, so yeah, for us, our minimums are going a little, uh, they're just moving you know, I never thought they would, but like again, the economic realities yeah, it are makes what sense. they are. It you just makes sense you know, for us. It's better to have ten customers doing a bigger job than you know, 150 small jobs that Economy need managing, and admin, and yeah, yeah invoicing, and almost the same amount of work. Yeah, and, exactly. And eighty percent of the process is it's the same amount of work. Yeah, right. Um, for a job that's five hundred dollars worth of job, that's fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, you know that that entry level is constantly moving it's usually reflected on our quote page on our website currently our minimum price is 750 dollars yeah. right now there's always exceptions to be made right yeah um you're dave clayton or um you I'll, know, get, you're, I'll get 749 749 <laughs> yeah um or there's a um you know clients that we work with all the time like yeah of course we we're gonna we're gonna fire up the press for a small yes because yeah. you know yeah. we, we have this valuable relationship and we need to do that yeah. you know but um creating uniformity systems creating minimums understanding your economic basis that's all presents new realities to you that that when you were more wide-eyed and optimistic that you know never really realized would you know like you know it's kind of like whatever, you know, like fight the power you know like yeah. whatever man like we'll do what we want for like we'll do free work we don't care you know yeah, like, yeah. man like you know but then there's also malice to feed. I know. I say the bank never contact me and go fight the power. We don't need mortgage yeah. payment this month. Yeah, exactly. You keep that house. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I mean, so you know, it's that's a, a, a harsh economic reality that we all have to wake up to. Like inflation doesn't stop. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, staff doesn't stop. You know, needing to to move along with yeah. the times. We, you know, our vendors don't stop needing, like, so prices always have to change. And yeah. I mean, this is for everybody. Like, ink goes up, paper goes up, shipping goes, goes up. up. It just happens. Yeah. You, you know, if you're not, if you're not moving with the current, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot harder. Yeah. It's identifying know? 
that rather than just be stuck in your way. So one last thing, another thing that goes back to the brand that I think is really cool and a lot of people seem to be moving, moving into this space is merchandise. Mm-hmm. You know, Mama Sauce has become a brand that people I like your wear. shirt. Looks great. <laughs> you know, I, I love having that on a T-shirt. I love that people ask what it is and I can talk about it. Have you... Did you find merchant like the merchandise side of the company was that was that a demand is it something that's part of your business or is it just something fun to do because you've got the equipment it's always been something fun to do because we have the equipment but yeah. it's like we've been testing out ideas putting them out and we find every time we post a thing of merchandise stuff sells yeah right so um or we show up to uh creative south and we sold everything oh, that we I bought i spent a ton on your stand <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, now, but that's also important for me to spend with you. And I've said this before on other podcasts: yeah. is I have friends, I have friends who run businesses, and yeah. there's a product. Yeah. Now, if I didn't know you as a friend, but I knew your business, I'd be spending money with you. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're my friend doesn't mean I don't I stop spending money with you. It actually gives me more value that I'm investing in my friend, and it might just be a twenty dollar t shirt or a seven dollar pin. But I appreciate on that merchandise thing I do, and that's been a really big thing for me with all the people I know, with Lenny, with Dustin. Mm. I buy from them. It it matters to me that I, my friendship isn't reliant on mm-hmm. the thing that they produce. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's great that you've moved into that space, that merchandise space that you say. You go to Creative South and everyone's looking at a T-shirt and some stickers and, and badges, and then people are walking around. And I always joke about Aaron Draplin is he's like got the the greatest marketing plan mm. in the graphic design world if there's there's every event there'll be a hundred graphic designers who work for themselves who create their own brand walking around in ddc hats yeah. and ddc t-shirts yeah it's wild i saw someone with a get cosmic sticker on their car yesterday yeah. i looked in the car i'm like i don't know who that person is you realize you're like you're like wait you feel so personal you feel like everyone that that you know ascribes to and follows and or knows Aaron Draplin. Yeah. I should know who they are, but you're like, wait, no, no, no. This is a brand. It's a big yeah. thing. It's like it's just wild to see someone that with a get cosmic sticker yeah. in Orlando that you don't know from the design community. Yeah. Like, whoa. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. And I feel we have that same potential. Um so yeah, I think that's part of that leveraging the current system, how far can we take it? We have yeah that kind of growth I'm interested in you know Um, and but I recognize that's a whole other business it's a whole other business model it's something I don't know anything about moving product advertising product so I've been researching but like everything you everything you have a relationship with needs life you just don't make shirts and put them on a website you just don't make product and throw it on a website you know there's entire established strategies around moving that product creating demand pipeline you know um uh, supply chain all yeah. that, all that stuff is pretty new to us yeah. you know what i mean like we've been very fortunate we are we still are on an earned content strategy all of our marketing is word of mouth people sharing our content or sharing content about us we still don't know a dang thing about marketing yeah right <laughs> um and which i think but isn't that a nice luxury that it, that isn't a problem Sure. You know, oh, like it, you say, the growth is there, the, the growth is there in Orlando, 
but word of mouth people speak so highly of you i've never heard anybody say like oh man those guys suck you should go and use blah 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 mm. it's everyone just thinks so highly of you you know all the designers i meet that know you clark i mean you introduced me to clark yeah. and he was here and then you do the workshop together and you can just see that love yeah with with the design community and you as like the the, the venue yeah it's it's it is a luxury um absolutely and it's also like you're saying you desire to give value back to your friends in the community yeah right and obviously it's reciprocal goes both ways and that's how we feel about our brand we like i recognize our brand is predicated entirely on the work that people trust us to do yeah so you know um our brand is built by designers you know indirectly you know, um, by the fact that they work with us directly and give us permission to share the work that we do. So we try to give value back, you know, in every way we can, you know, um, how can we, how can we support, you know? Um, so we don't have, we don't offer graphic design. No. Right. We don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be in that space. That's our client's space. Exactly. Yeah. And when we have a need, we work with somebody, you know, one of our friends and we give value like, Hey, what's this going to cost? Yeah. You know? Um, we'd be happy to do it on trade, right? We're not asking for any freebies, but we'll pay you too, right? Yeah. Let's do it. You know, like, like we don't, our brand, and that's a reflection also, our brand's built on your work anyway, so why don't you make some exactly. stuff for us? Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the things that I said about with the, with the Draplin thing is you buy, you buy a poster, it's a great design, but part of, the, part of what that poster is, is it's an Aaron Draplin poster printed by Mama Source on French paper. Mm-hmm. It's not just the Aaron Draplin thing. It's the, you are part of why that poster is good. And French paper are, are the, the quality that Mama Source use to work with the great designers. So I just love that Mama Source has become that part of that story, part of that process of what you're doing. I am... I'm thrilled about it too. And I think while we're on this product thing, and maybe this is a good, I don't know if this is a good ending or not. Yeah. I just want you to react. Maybe this makes the cut, maybe it doesn't. Just okay. react to this next product. Okay. Can't say what it is. Yeah, yeah I won't. Aaron Draplin's going to be involved in it. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, but just react to what you see here and tell me. Is that what I think it? It is what I think it is. Hold on, check this out. Sorry, people, you can't know. Yeah, I can't see. Oh man, that is that is. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I can't tell you what I'm looking at, but it is one of the coolest things I've seen, and I totally get why Draplin's involved. Yeah, yeah. And is that going to be a thing? It's going to be a thing. It's official. Wow. Isn't that cool? That is super cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You heard whatever that is here yeah, first. Yeah, whatever it is, when it comes out, I will promote the hell out of it. Oh, but that, that, is ri- that is such a cool, nice thing to be involved in. Are you tearing up right now? I am a little bit. I'm oh quite pleased about that. It's like, <laughs> I just think it's cool that cool stuff happens to, to good people. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, isn't that neat? Yeah, right. I know I've taken nearly an hour of your time, and I know you've got a massive job out there and people working on it. So I'm going to say thank you very much, Nick. It's always a pleasure to see you. Dude, always a pleasure. No, thank you, man. It's, it's worth every every effort to come and see you whenever I'm here. It's it's, it's a disappointment if I can't. So oh, thank man. you for taking time. Hey, I'm and, disappointed uh, when you don't come and see Mama too, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it. I'm going to see you again at Max. Yes, absolutely. So if you're going to Adobe Max, there, 
might well be a pre-con. I, think, I mean, it's on the <laughs> yeah, website. It's, it's on there. the website. Uh, if you go into Max, definitely take it. It's going to be at the... The Print International Printing Museum in Los Angeles. Yeah. I'll be hosting that, and I've got the best teaching assistant in the universe. Yeah. Hey. Thank you very much. Yeah, so we'll be taking over the International Printing Museum and doing all kinds of learning about handmade printing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. So, all right, we'll see you then. Thanks awesome. a lot, see Nick. You. Thank you, man. Great to see you.